Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Unapologetically Anxious Me, Confessions of a Haitian Girl in Small Town, Minnesota. I am Joe, and I'm back with the hubby. Hey, hey. <laughs> and Hello, we just again. we just wanted to do another recording together because it was uh, really fun doing it the first time. And of course, a lot of things have taken place since then. And I know my last episode was pretty emotional. So I wanted to just talk about some other things and um, just jump on and have a chill conversation, kind of. <laughs> um, like yeah. Yes. <laughs> so we wa- um, right sure. now we're watching. Oh well, we just actually completed the series Black as Fuck, um, which I think was like eight episodes long uh, on Netflix. I don't remember, bros. It wasn't that long. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I know that I there's been a lot of backlash on that show for Kenya Barris and um, even a lot of conversations about colorism that has come up, mm-hmm. and I think. Um, for us as a family, we're both, I mean, I feel like I'm dark-skinned, you know, we, we kind of, uh, you know, look like, I guess, your typical black African family, and uh, bla- black as fuck, the show is the family, the central family that the show is focused on is not necessarily that, so there's been a lot of bl- backlash as to... Um, how Kenya Barris have created yet another show that doesn't really portray African Americans in the true light, at least as they feel, or I think as um, a lot of people would agree. But um, like he's the he's the one who's the created grownish, blackish, um, mixedish, which I really love. Um, he's he was a writer on the game. And so he's had, he's been in the industry. Yeah, he's been in the industry for quite a while. And um, in terms of the backlash, I understand like people's point of view and where they're throwing in colorism because yet again, it feels like he's kind of like missed an opportunity to really represent us and our true like self. But he has recently done he recently did an interview on ti's podcast where they're both really like you know kind of vibing because they they essentially see the show from the same perspective because ti's family looks a lot like kenyan barris's family yeah ti tiny's half black half white just like um, Kenya Barris's wife, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think there you can see a lot in that. When we watched it, I think it was just hard for us to really relate to because yeah, just a bit not that relatable. Yeah, like, only in some aspects. Where, I think you know, if he he's no matter how how far how high up you rise, you know, you'll still be seen by some people maybe in the same position as you or in the same industry as oh. You're just you're you're still that black guy, the typical black guy who has the money, who has to drive the fancy car, mm-hmm. wear the chains, and all that. I understand that, but a majority of the the show though was yeah, that's it just, just that's was not hard. How I'm <laughs> yeah, it was it's hard to nothing. really it's relate to. It's hard, hard to, to even to empathize in any way because, mm-hmm. um, while a majority of people watching it, at least 
from the black community probably aren't part of that one percenter or that new money crowd like it's hard to relate in terms Mm -hmm. of like this is what i want to spend my money on and it just felt like it was so centrally focused on materialism Mm -hmm. which i don't feel like is the core of who we are and when he was on ti's podcast he talked a lot about like i'm representing my family and what we look like and and in reality that's what he's doing However, it feels like somebody who's had so many opportunities to really put out great, um, great projects that appeal to the um, black American community. I feel like it, it was a miss. I feel like it was another opportunity that he could have done a little something more. It felt a little bit arrogant with him being the you know star of the show although i understand his perspective and saying that i couldn't have put any other actor in there without them comparing themselves to um what was his name anthony anderson who plays kind of assimilation or a sort of a role of him in blackage which he says is like a variation on his own family you know so i totally understand Um, the different perspectives. I do think that the mixed, you know, uh, community probably would have appreciated this, this episode or this uh, series a little bit more. So maybe it was, it was mislabeled in terms of black as fuck. Maybe it would have been made more sense to be mixed as fuck, even if Kenya Barris, the person doesn't identify or feel like he identifies as mixed. Um, I don't know. Is that extreme thinking? What do you think? <laughs> no, just it. Like I said, it, it it really wasn't that relatable yeah. overall. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think mixes mixes fuck fine would have been a better title for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I probably would have watched that with without actually thinking about it. And so in such regard, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're gonna go ahead and take a small break. We'll be right back. Hey guys, welcome back to Unapologetically Anxious Me, Confessions of a Haitian Girl in Small Town, Minnesota. I'm your host, Joe, and I just wanted to come back and talk to you guys a little bit about some anxieties that have been rising up um, during this Mother's Day weekend, which is interesting because, um, yeah, I, I, I'm definitely thinking about my my relationship with my kids, but I'm also thinking a lot about my relationship with my mother and um, my relationship with my mom has been strained pretty much my entire life. I always kind of had this feeling like I was the kid that ruined her dreams, you know, the kid that made things impossible for her to do uh, what she really wanted to do. And um, I think as a result, it really made it so that I couldn't get to know her that well. Um, and I feel like even at 32 I feel like I don't know my mother that well I don't and um, vice versa she doesn't know me as well Um, we're very different people Um, my mother is very religious and pious and um, she grew up in 
um, old school Haiti where she was, you know, living um, a very hard life and they didn't, you know, have any modern conveniences like we do here. So there's definitely been um, a, a huge shift in the way we see life and how we approach life and navigate life. And it's always given me um a lot of anxiety when it came to my own kids because I think I'm always paranoid as to what I might be doing to get that same result with my kids. Um, it's really hard for me because having a Haitian mother, um, and I think a lot of Haitian kids out there know this, you're, we're not the most emotional culture, like, um, at least from the parents down. It's not the most warm you know, loving culture. And sometimes, especially in my situation, at least, um, I think the, the divide of being the mom that's setting the example, that's giving you exactly what you need and telling you, you know, teaching you how to get through, uh, how to grow up and be a good part of society and all that. I think that part definitely, um, gets in the way of being the mom who's just listening, who's just the friend who remembers that they were once your age. And I think the saddest thing for me about me and my mother's relationship and um, after four years of therapy and just trying to work through a lot of those traumas, I still... I still have this, you know, desire to one day be in a healthy place where I can talk to my mother um, realistically about how I'm feeling, how I felt growing up, how, you know, I wish she let me in more, how I wish I could let her in more, and where we could just have a meeting of the minds. Um, I feel like now that I'm older and have my own kids, um, especially when I had my son, we really had a shift in our relationship. I think she started, it was the first time she really seen me as an adult and um, I felt respected. I felt loved um, and she was there um, when I really needed her. On the other hand, she was also uh, very cold um, and is very uncomfortable with affection and direct emotion. Um, so even in the scenario where she was actually with me after I had my son, I could still feel like she wasn't comfortable being in my home, being in the presence of me and my husband, which really continues to strain um, my relationship with my parents because I I need them to be in a place where they accept me and my husband and my family um, and give up on whatever ideals or desires they had for me themselves, you know. Um, I feel like I spent a lot of my uh, formative years trying to really um, please them and get their approval um, to the point where even at this age, I desperately want that approval. And I know that I have to radically accept the fact that we're just not there and there's a big chance we may never be there. Um, my parents are in their late 60s and 
are still very, you know, religious people. They definitely keep to themselves. Even as elderly people, their circle has gotten a lot smaller. And so it's definitely different to not be able to have those moments where you're just talking about life and how hard it is to be a mom and you know her understand I think as an adult I have those moments every now and then I'm able to catch her in a moment um, over the phone but I think I, I really desire to to sit and experience that in person um, so if you're someone like me who has a really strained relationship with their mom I just want you to give yourself some grace be patient with yourself, be patient with them, um, stay connected in the way you know how to. My relationship with my mom um, has had plenty of opportunity to get uh, better. I just don't know that we have ever been in the same place at the same time with that. Um, and it hurts. It hurts to think about. It hurts to know that there's this distance, but I I feel like my time is winding down and not to feel sound morbid, but you know, it, they are getting older and I and I feel like my opportunity is closing in on me and I'm not um and I'm not going to have many moments to really just tell my mom I love you despite anything that has gone down between us and um for her to just know that like it started somewhere and um I love that I have the opportunity to mother my own children and a lot of you know what I know as a mom is because I watched her as a mom and and I know that as an adult, I think it's it's interesting for her to see me in that new light. Um, so every time we have a random moment like that over the phone, um, it's still very heartfelt for me and it, it's encouraging and it gives me hope that there could be more. Um, so this Mother's Day weekend, or we don't have to make it just a day or a weekend, just take your time this week, maybe think about that and actually reach out, um, challenge yourself to have a real conversation, and I'll be doing the same. And to all the moms out there, whatever kind of mom you are, I think your role is important. You are respected. You are loved. And know that no one can ever replace motherhood. And if you are serving that role, you are very blessed and lucky to be in that position. I feel like my children literally gave me a reason to live, a purpose, um, and an anchor. They have given me so much more than I think I would have ever given myself without them. And so just wanted to leave you guys with that little nugget. Thanks once again for listening to Unapologetically Anxious Me, Confessions of a Haitian Girl in Small Town, Minnesota. I'm Joe. Bye.